Did you guys know that a plesiosaur isn't really a dinosaur? Yep. It's a water lizard. Yes. You would know that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I've known that a very long time. Oh, well, fuck me then. Since I was a child, (laughs) because I was obsessed with dinosaurs. And had lots of books, just like the flying ones are also flying reptiles. They are not dinosaurs, except for birds. Like Arctiopteryx. Nope, that one is on the line that became. I mean, like Pteranodon and Quetzalcoatlus. Fuck, I don't know shit about dinosaurs. Hello, and welcome back to RTFB. This is Travis, and there's so much to cover at the top today that I'm going to have to try to nail the post, as radio folks might say. For one, Chris, Other Chris, and I are finishing up our discussion of Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep by Philip K. Dick. So if you're reading along and you're still reading, you're about to be, like, so spoilered. Second, yesterday was the two-year anniversary of the release of our first podcast episode, which just becomes more and more crazy the more I think about it. Much, much more to say about that at a slightly later date. Stay tuned on that front. Third, hey, congrats to you for either becoming or reconfirming your status as a favorite podcast listener. No time to go into details, but as the kids might say, if you know, you know. We love you all, and thanks for being here for it. Also, your code word is GOAT EMPATHY. GOAT EMPATHY, everybody. Okay, a lot of business out of the way in record speed. Now let's get back to my conversation with the Chris's already in progress. Yeah. So now that Pornhub had to purge all that content that wasn't theirs. I read about let's to avoid uh, shit in England. Yeah. Because yeah. of some law they were putting there. Like, oh, we're just going to get rid of all the amateur content so it doesn't apply to us now. But yes. So well, don't am I going to people... watch Lemon Stealing Whores now? <laughs> <laughs> They'll find you the alternative. Just ask Reddit. Like, don't ask them about important things but like porn and yeah. collectibles go right ahead yeah right Chris, otherwise you'll never get to Nazis that into some physical yeah. media yeah there you go yeah that yeah. way they or... can't delete it ever again <laughs> right <laughs> and it'll have a shelf life of five to ten years yeah or whatever <laughs> it'll be great there's somebody out there who's trying to take at least all the books that are ever made and inscribing them in like super small micro print on like on metal so that they mm. can actually last because mm. they're like we have that problem of we change storage mediums now yeah. like like every decade mm-hmm. and like it's happened to me I've got shit I can't access anymore because I can't it, like shit doesn't work anymore yeah you know they're like well this way all the books could be stored on something that will last for like fifty thousand years right so if society collapses and it's ever rediscovered and they can actually you know, read it. Yeah. Like they can read the Twilight trilogy, quadrilogy, yeah, with a microscope. whatever it is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't, does I don't Does Midnight Sun it. count, or is it a new trilogy? Dude, I I, <laughs> I, I know nothing about these books. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, no, I was pretty convinced when we got Blu-rays. I'm like, okay, good. Now I can stop right? buying movies. No. But I've I've bought things off of well, actually, Google. Yeah. 
Google Movies because I was too lazy to go find my my disc. Uh, <laughs> we haven't started doing digital movies yet. Yeah, because I feel like it's kind of a I have to store this somewhere or risk losing a license. Yeah, but we also I also don't buy as many like I didn't have a lot of VHS tapes. But then right. DVDs hit right around the time when I had a lot of disposable income, so I had a shit ton of DVDs. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I have not bought most of those as Blu-rays again yet. No. Like, we just kind of save, like, we get new movies that I really like on there, and, like, some important ones. But the rest, like, since streaming's so available, like, I don't really need to own a movie right. anymore. So I feel like it's really only maybe a few years before I just start buying digital download copies. Yeah. Because I do it with my games already, because they made me. <laughs> but. Yeah. Like, I got used to that, but then I'm like, well, movies take up space, too. Like, right. how many little extra storage devices am I going to have to have? Do I really want to trust Google to remember what I bought? I don't know. Yeah, right. Like, they probably will. But just a weird concept to me. It's like, I know it's been moving this direction right. for a while, but I'm, I'm just not ready to give up, like, buying a movie. <laughs> <laughs> right that i watch maybe once every two years <laughs> well that's that's the sad thing is like the movies that could benefit most from being on digital are the ones that like disappear yes yeah. hard to find ones that's like, true like i bought uh that uh documentary i know that voice on google and i can't play it on google anymore oh that sucks. right i i don't know that's why the they thing. would use the license but it happens, but that's my thing. I'm like, no, no. Like, if you buy something, you own that copy. Yeah, until they decide. And that's how yeah, I, I feel. Care. And that's right. And it's happened with books. And uh-huh. I'm like, but I bought it. I bought this right to it, so I own it. And they're like, mm, if you don't buy it on an actual disc, you don't own it. Right. If you don't buy an actual book, you don't own it. I'm like, yeah. but then why did I pay you twenty dollars? <laughs> right. <laughs> just just extend it back at some point. You just leased it is all. Yeah, but yeah. that's also a problem. Like, I do kind of agree with the the, the movements. Like, if you buy it, you should be able to fix it yourself. And yes. you should be able to own it and tweak it and do whatever you want. Because you bought this thing. Right. And they've been slowly taking that away from us. Like, I'm like, thank God I'm not a farmer. They can't repair, <laughs> their, own tra- they can't repair their own tractors anymore. Like, John Deere put in software. Yeah. Like, you have to take it to... The dealership to be fixed, otherwise it right. fucks it up and you can't use it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry if if I buy a thing like a tractor uh-huh. and I know how to fix it, it should be fine for me to put in my new own new parts and that kind of shit. Nope, not anymore. Yeah, doesn't Same it feel ironic? Phone. Doesn't it feel mm-hmm. ironic for the farmer out in the middle of nowhere? Like, fuck you, got to bring it into town. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Maybe does not even you. the same town. Right, right. Probably it might not. be the one fifty miles away because that's where the dealership is. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I'm sorry, a dude should just buy some parts and put them in his tractor. Yeah. You know? And the same thing and with coffee. Book, damn it, you own it. If I don't have <laughs> shitty Keurig coffee, I should be able to. I don't need to have to have... You should. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, I totally agree. That's also yeah. the thing. If you buy a thing, you should that's be able to so decide what, what brand of pods you put in there. Yeah. Just yeah. So. As long as like, there's coffee in a container, let's go. Yeah. Let's do it. That's what I'm like, good for Europe. Like, Officially we licensed battles, Keurig coffee. <laughs> but Europe's fighting them for us. Yeah. Right to repair and all that. So Good job, Europe's. Yep. Yeah. Along with digital privacy. And if they could do anything with reproductive rights, we'd be very appreciative. Oh, dude, right? With Facebook. Sadly, involved. I have a... I, I don't trust the 
court not to side no. with Mississippi or whatever and overturn universal rights. Nope. Access. So we will see what happens. My future career might be I drive around the country and take people from one state to another. You yeah. Know. You're going to be a coyote. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> You're like, I'll drive you. You pretend to be my girlfriend, all right? We get pulled over. We know each other. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. I like the one in Texas they're trying to pass where, like, you can sue people just if you think they have been involved they did. in an abortion. They did so pass that. So I'm going to start suspecting Greg Abbott of a lot of abortions. Like, <laughs> hey, actually, that's a perfect idea. Yeah. Yeah, I support this. Get the Satanists involved. They'll pay for it. Yeah. Seems Absolutely. Like he's always aborting people. So. <laughs> he is somehow. I'm, su- I'm saying he's suspected of such. Yeah, so. What if he's an abortion himself? <laughs> Don't abortion. let him know. He'll yeah. self-destruct. Or maybe you should then. It's like the same week he's like, the government can't mandate masks. The government can't tell you what to do with your body. Also, abortions, no. Right. Unless you're a woman, and then we sure as well can. Yep. Fun, fun times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great. So that's depressing. Yep. Yep. Uh, so I don't have a good segue for that, but... No. Yeah, I'm sorry. How about this book, right? Oh, it man. Was a book. It was interesting. What oh, did you guys was. think of the rest of it? Not at all what I thought would happen. No? Except for the end of Androids. Was it but the end? I liked it. Well, for Rick Deckard's story here those, right now. Those, and, those specific Androids. Those specific Androids. The Andes. Yeah. 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 I also like it took me kind of a little bit back in there but then not to realize oh these are organic androids yes oh they are yeah yes they are yes because they talk about it and hint at it there and rick even talks about when he's with rachel like well i mean you are alive just not according to the law because you were made a certain way which she even talked about like zygote pool and stuff like that like they come out of cells and oh they are I mean, basically I mean, in the first, organisms. They just in can't... the first half, they already mentioned bone yeah. marrow tests. Oh, that's I remember so... that later, too. I'm like, oh, yeah, that would make sense. But yeah. it's just stuff to think about. Because you don't... I don't know, I don't really, because it's just their world, and that's just the way things are. And right. They just don't get to live beyond four, because they're created life form instead of a naturally yeah. occurring one. And like this, so we haven't figured out that cell replication thing that kills everything. Yeah. They're telling us the long enough. Yeah. Or it also seems kind of like some little hints for the discussion, like maybe the world will become full of synthetic life forms at one point. Or is it already? Oh my god. Uh, well, you could be getting that way. Wow. Finding things in the world and stuff that's not supposed to be where it is. Right. You know. Yeah. And in the end, what's the difference other than a lifespan? And if everything lives that lifespan, then it's just normal. Yeah. And it's the difference is... Empathy. Well, yeah, that's true. That would be that key difference. (laughs) But maybe they'll get there in the next model or two. Yeah. They could. They just keep tweaking. Yeah, it's getting harder and harder to pass the test, to catch them, because that means they're getting empathic? Empathetic? Empathic. Empathetic. Yeah. Empathic Empathic. is if you're Diana Troy. That's right. Thank you. You were right. So empathetic? You can literally feel other people's feelings. Mm-hmm. Empathic, uh, terrible pain. <laughs> yeah, 
They seem to be pissed off, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think, other Chris? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. Uh, I enjoyed the action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of action, action. and like the the you know the the question of uh, sidekick. I guess Resh was his name. Yeah, Bill. Of like, they gave him the test, (laughs) right? Yeah, and uh, he's like, "Okay, wait a minute, hang on. (laughs) This guy's like a full blown sociopath." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not an android. He's just a fucking sociopath. Right, right. But he could have um, been an android. He's that convincing. He, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but then he like I I thought it was I thought it was uh, interesting that it was like no it was it was just Deckard started feeling empathy for androids. Right. right. Um, which, uh, interestingly to me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is uh, people already feel empathy toward inanimate things, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like like you put googly eyes on a toaster, like it's your friend now, <laughs> right? Like yeah, like so I don't I don't know why this like like empathy towards androids would be like uh like something you would question. Like I feel like it would be an automatic thing, but... right? Yeah, that's a damn good point. Like like guess that's why they had to create then like kind of a cultural thing to not do that as best as yeah. possible. Because like they said, then basically yeah. everyone would just be fucking their android and not making babies and, <laughs> and have a relationship with a fake human instead of a real one. Like, that could have been a concern. Robosexuals. <laughs> or they were in Futurama. Yep. Because like they Lucy point out, like, you're not supposed to do that. Right. It's like, I get the whole prohibition on Earth because they have a whole prohibition of just androids. Yeah. Like, anywhere there seems like, oh, yeah, you're not supposed to have sex with your androids. I'm like, why not? Well, because seed is at you a know. premium. <laughs> I really don't it. think that's it. <laughs> I think it's just, uh, like we said, then you have empathy for them, and you can't use them as a tool or something. And Yeah. People might push for, like, android rights or something. Hmm. You know, can't and research into keeping them around longer. To people, Yeah. Well, and then they're and then they become people, and not yeah. just a thing that you can use wantonly. Yeah. So. Well, so your earlier point, like, don't they already have people that like date their real dolls? Yeah. Yes. Like, do. don't speak and move. Right. Exactly. Or fake human emotions, like, it doesn't take much. Right? Yeah. To form that kind of a romantic bond. No. Or even their TVs. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that on TLC once. Some guy married his TV. <laughs> or his wow. Yeah. Weird. Um Yeah, I think I think the second half I don't know, I was a little bit disappointed. Yeah. Oh. Because it didn't go as mind fucky as I thought it was going to. Okay. Like I thought oh. it was still pretty grounded, uh and some of the questions it started to ask I don't know. Like I expected it to go full on existential questioning, where he's like, "Well, am I am I a robot? Mm-hmm. Do I have a fake memory? Can I trust anything?" But he's like, "No, I guess I just have a electric frog now." Well, I mean, well, it's, it's, I have an empathy problem. Yeah, yeah. there are yeah. there are still like unanswered questions. I feel yeah. like 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 how how does this other like totally separate police station exist? 
Yeah. Where they like yeah. don't know about each other. Yeah. And like how is this how is this human bounty hunter working there? Yeah. Right. And like well, not knowing this and like how other than Well didn't they we set this up as a was... front to run our Android smuggling operation out of Right. There was like and an like accusation but not a firm answer. Like I thought he accused yeah. them of using that fake police station to coordinate their whole mission back to Earth. Well that kind of gets and, to be like And oh, Rush yeah, was like, You must have hired a human, but that did come off like he was trying to justify himself. Like I I'm a human, right? Like you hired a human? Yeah. Even though you're all you're all robots, but I'm human. But uh But yeah, so I guess I probably would have been just as annoyed if they were like, well, who the fuck knows? And it just <laughs> spiraled down into questioning everything, and it's a Lynch movie now, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, it didn't really go there that way, like... Yeah. It became different in a way than later. Right. Especially right. with the Mercer stuff and things like that. Yeah. And there was you some know. good action-y stuff, although the the last part was a little bit like, well, then he shot them at the end. I know, it was kind of a letdown. I kind of thought they would do a little more with that, just yeah. because they'd done a whole bunch with, with Luba, the yeah. singer, right. and then the false precinct. Right. And then it's like, oh, I, I, I've been told where they are, and I, I just shoot them all. Right. I like, kind of I'm expected... one with Mercer now, I can do this, but they're just all dead now. Like, I expected a little more yeah. action out of that. Right. But... Like, if they're going to go out their way to build a whole robot police station... Yeah. And one of the other robots looks like Rachel. I kind of right. expected there to be another reveal where you're like, actually, this and this were not even what you thought at all. But nope. Right. Nope. That was like, I got them. The hardest one was done. <laughs> I feel like... These two are nothing. I feel like there's Sorry, more there if you read between the lines, but like yeah. I just haven't taken the time to do it. Right. I'm sure there is. Too, I feel right? like I feel like if you started to like read into things, if you started to like look at little clues or something, like you'd you'd yeah. find some stuff to question. Right. I mean I just of... I just haven't had time to process yeah. it. <laughs> no, and it's I... kind of hinted at like the stress from already having retired three androids. Right. Yeah. And going out to do three more like all in one day. Uh huh. Or one time span. He's not really arrested. His whole yep. encounter with Rachel. Yep. And then using his robot virginity. Yeah. Yeah. And then kind of the end, like going to do this. And it's kind of like he's in a haze. Right. Yeah. You know, Mercer comes into play and kind of merges with him, he feels, and took over, like killed Chris, the hardest one, so he could just do it from there. It's kind of like just like moving along, like, yeah, real smooth and fast, just getting through them and like, hey, sorry. Is what it is. You want to go live in another place? Almost Almost mechanically the way he acted at the end. Oh my god. No, like I kind of vision more just kind of like floating on a cloud of like resolve or something. Yeah. Like, oh, I can do this. I'm one with whatever I'm supposed to be doing right here. Yeah. Knowing knowing myself, if they just came out and explained everything and had a bunch of twists, I'd be pissed off at that too. Yeah. That's just my thing with sci-fi. I'm like... The front half is great, and then they start answering questions. I'm like, "Fuck, fuck you!" <laughs> <laughs> Not what I thought. I didn't. I didn't think that. So I'm, I'm annoyed. Stop challenging my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, and yeah, I think if I went back and reread it, I'd probably get more out of it too. Yeah, 
I think it is something that certainly warrants rereading. Oh. Right. I wrote down a thing here. Okay. Maybe this is part of it. So it's Mercer was saying something, and he says, It is the basic condition of life to be required to violate your own identity. Mm-hmm. At some time, every creature which lives must do so. It is the ultimate shadow, the defeat of creation. So, like, maybe that's kind of some of the, like, it wasn't really Rick's full identity towards there at the end. Yeah. Um, you know? Because the conflicts he was having about having empathy for a robot and yeah. being Rachel, and then having to go kill a Rachel, and do all this stuff. So it wasn't really him anymore, his, his identity. He was just doing. Right. So I don't know. Yeah, but which which part of his identity was being destroyed? Like, the part that was rejecting his, his bounty hunterness. And no, I think he was going for... more into that. I think he was rejecting the part of him that had empathy and, mm. like, hesitancy about what he was doing at the moment. So. And just kind of went full into just bounty hunter. I'm here to retire androids. Yeah. yeah. That's, my, that's my purpose right now. You know. Right. Even if it is antithetical to his being. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, I liked Mercer as like a, a flawed messiah, though, where he's like, yeah, I suck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I did too. <laughs> we need more people like that. I wrote down several quotes yep. about that. I'm like, the worst. It doesn't matter if I'm real or not. Yeah. Point <laughs> yeah. is, just so you know you're not alone. Right. You know, it's not just you here. There's a whole bunch of other people. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, the whole thing about how, like, uh, what uh the the androids expecting that like the big reveal yeah everyone would immediately be like oh my god and like yeah. just stop right 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 like we destroyed your religion what about that huh and yep. like, like and no. nobody cared nobody cared <laughs> <laughs> man i wish i didn't identify with that so hard the last couple of years like, <laughs> look at this horrible thing the government is doing and people are like well all right it's like they did it okay what are you going to do? Like, punish them? Uh-huh. I don't know. Just, you know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Nope, we're not going to do that. No accountability. So yeah, it's like, you're totally right. I'm the worst, but okay. Yep. Anyway. Um, so, I've got some notes if you want to get into some specifics here. I didn't transcribe them, so I'm hoping I wrote good enough. Oh, man. <laughs> I also Take your look- time. Okay. Well, let's see. So... Part two, where were we? So, Rick Deckard had just been taken to the new Hall of Justice, new and improved. Uh huh. With his murder victim, Polakov, who had just been confirmed to have been an uh, androgynous, no, androgynous. <laughs> and, uh, androgynous since his, Russians. <laughs> since his hit list also included the cop who was questioning him, he suggested everyone be tested for human juice. Yep. So, yep. yes. His bounty hunter friend, Phil Resch. Yeah. That's how I read it. Yep. That's how I read it, too. He goes off to get his brand of Android test. Mm-hmm. But while he's gone, the chief inspector guy's like, you're not going to like the results. So uh-huh. it's like, well, what, what won't I like? Like, uh, What'll it show? And also, does, does Resch know that he's an android? He's like, no, he doesn't know. We were all in the same Mars colony. But he got a synthetic memory system implanted, so uh, he thinks he's this bounty hunter guy. Mm. 
But he's like, well, this should be interesting. Uh, and Garland, the chief, pulls a laser tube and uh, trains it on Deckard. It's like, listen, uh, this Hall of Justice is independently operating uh, as an android nest that helps protect them if someone starts poking around. It's like, we know about the San Francisco Police Department, but they don't know about Robot Police Department. So he's like, that call you made to your wife earlier was on a closed circuit, and it just went to somebody's desk, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would you be like, sure, go ahead and call your wife when you know that Yeah, it's not going to go to her? And he'd be like, what, what if, the fuck? Like he what was. if he had like, questioned her anymore? Like, instead of just hanging up, it's like, wait, I see myself in your video screen. Like, what the hell? Uh, That's pretty weird. Pretty weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, Thresh comes back... Uh, pretty quickly with his test, and on penetrating, they both just hit the floor and start shooting. Yep. Yeah. So, Garland receives a laser blast that clears his robot head off. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I wrote wrote a quote that I thought was weird right there. The corpse teetered on its chair, and then, like a sack of eggs, it slid to one side and crashed to the floor. Hmm. I've never had eggs in a sack, I don't think. I haven't no. either, so I'd no. be curious as well. No. Nope. Hmm. But anyway. Maybe, maybe a sack of potatoes. That I could have picture, but... Hard-boiled eggs? Sack of or eggs. Deviled eggs? Devil, yeah, sack of deviled eggs. Scrambled eggs? <laughs> maybe a, a fish egg sack? Sack them up and let's go. <laughs> sack them uh, up. Yep. <laughs> so they decide they have to get the fuck out. Fresh cuffs himself to Rick, and they walk through the department. Another quote, while they're waiting for the elevator, the elevator arrived. Several police-like, nondescript men and women dis-em-elevatored. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love that I word. That. That's a good yeah. one. Like, I don't think it's a real that? word, but I love it. Yes. It it's in this book. <laughs> Let us dis em Yep. Uh, so yes. As they escape, uh, planning to return to the opera house to get Luba... Resh is kind of having a crisis. He's like, yeah. uh, what have I been doing here the last three years of my life? Like, Have I been working for a hated android? They're kind of rationalizing with each other. It's like, well, I mean, it might not have always been an android. It could have been recent that he switched out. Which yeah. is weird to me. Yeah, you think you would have or could Or could Resh actually be an android with false memories? Or could he? It's but he's like, yeah. but if I have a synthetic memory, like those don't last. For humans, at least. So, yeah. He's, like, progressively getting more and more depressed about his situation as he kind of yes. rationalizes through it. Um, yeah, so as they're flying off, he's like, you got to give me this fucking test, man. Like, <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to know. Yeah. Rick's like, let's just wait until after. <laughs> just in case. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... I liked Resh wondering what will become of his beloved squirrel, Buffy. It's like He can't be an android because he's got a squirrel. Right, right. That he cares about. Have you ever known an android who has a pet squirrel? It's like, no. No, well, yeah, but they always die because robots don't know how to care for them. Which also doesn't seem right. Like, how much care do you have to give a squirrel or any pet? Yeah. Just it's like because of that empathy they don't have, I think they're trying to build up. Like, yeah, but how hard is it? You'll to do it initially, and then you'll just kind of forget or not care and be like, "Oh well." You're a robot. Set a reminder, like every day at six. <laughs> I don't think they have those because again, they're basically like people 
just with a shortened lifespan and no uh, empathy. I guess. I guess. So, yeah. Uh, they are informed that the opera, the practice has ended, and now Luba has gone to take in an art exhibit featuring Edvard Munch. Uh, and as they're tracking her down, uh, they have a brief stop off in front of the scream, and they mm-hmm. remark how the figure in there is being assaulted and trapped by the scream they are letting loose on the world. Yeah. Rash mm-hmm. is like, hmm, this must be how androids feel. Not that I would know. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I always, I always thought that that picture, the person is not screaming, the person is hearing the scream. It's coming from nature. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it works either way, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, they find Luba regarding puberty. Mm-hmm. Rick's like, hey, I'll buy it for you. While gripping her loosely, but in such a way she knows she's gotten. Yeah. Yep. Yep. She uh, got got. She did. She's like, hey, didn't you get arrested? Uh, it's like fun trick you pulled there. Yeah, yeah, your little android honeypot didn't work, lady. No. Uh, and this is where he says that we learned that your fakey police department is how you sneaked, snucked it off of Mars. Yep. And you were all so confident, you even hired me, a for real human. And this is where she's like, you, you're not a human. Don't be ridiculous. And he's like, well, shit. <laughs> Deal with that later, I guess. <laughs> uh, Rick makes a note that since androids tend to favor not making a big scene... They usually are like, well, all right. They just kind of remain calm, yeah. resigned to it. Though she does reconsider his offer for a picture. So he buys her a book with the print that she had been looking at in the gift shop. Mm-hmm. She's like, see, humans are weird and nice. <laughs> yes, that sums up humans. This jackass would have never spent his own money on something like that for me. And I spit on you fucking androids, you're scum. <laughs> so that's when Rush decides to just laser her in the face in the elevator. Yeah. Yeah. And though Rick tries to stop her, but still shoots her in the belly. And for a moment, she screams just like in that one painting they saw. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So Rick finishes her off and then vaporizes the book for good measure. And he seems <laughs> yep. really rather shaken up with it, which is probably a good sign. Uh,. It's like, did this really even need to happen? Like, should we have removed an artist like her from the world just because she wasn't actually human? Yeah. So, puts in a call to the real cops to come pick her up. But Resh is all amped up. And this is where Rick's like, you just really are crazy, right? You just love killing people. Yeah. Yep. Robots or otherwise. That's why you're so quick to be like, oh, I bet that Garland guy's a robot. I'll just shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> Just any pretext. Yeah. Yep. Any excuse. So he's once again insisting on getting this test. It's like, just give me this bendy, bendy, bondy? No, Bonelli test. Yep, the Bonelli mm-hmm. test. He's like, no, because you'd have to tell me what that means, so we're not going to do that. And he's like, okay, here, take my laser tube. That way, whenever I find out, I won't react poorly and try to shoot you. If it turns out I'm a robot, I'll just hold my breath until I die. Wow. And you can have my squirrel. I, I will it to you. <laughs> it's like robots can't will things because they don't own anything. And like, this is an insane exchange of words. <laughs> <laughs> I will just hold my breath until I die. Because I guess right. robots don't have the brain They don't stem. have that self-preservation yeah, thing. That would yeah. trigger to make them forced 
force them to breathe. Uh, force them to pass out and start breathing again. Right. Yeah. Which is weird. Because <laughs> if they're... The androids in this book are still human meat, basically. Yeah. Wouldn't they need that same sort of self-preservation? Or I guess but they don't. They, they don't have. They don't have the same kind of like brainiology. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like they got the meat part figured out. Gotcha. They don't have the the brainiology figured out. They need more different right. brainials. Yeah. Yeah. So he finally gives the uh, the Voight comp test, Mister Resh, and he's kind of surprised to find out he's in fact a human, just mm-hmm. with yeah. no remorse towards the androids he kills. Yeah. Right. Yep. And in fact, their earlier suspicions that Garland was just hoping to get them to mistrust each other was that what was, was going on. Yeah. 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 Deckard's like, well, hold up, man. I want to see something. Like, tell me what these dials say. And he hooks himself up to his machine. He's like, I'm in an elevator and someone kills my android bounty. Let's say he got a three. And he says, but what if she was a girl? Like, oh, like a nine. So Uh-oh. Rick's like, okay, so it's me. I'm the one who's messed up. I feel empathy, especially for female androids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just art artists. Maybe just artists or opera singers, since he does seem yeah. to appreciate the opera. But uh, Resh is like, you silly man, don't you see? You want to take them to bed. Mm-hmm. Like, but that's illegal. Well, it's of course, a, basically everything first that killer. Yeah. <laughs> Everything involving sex is illegal. So yeah, like you said, uh sleep with them first, then kill them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Rick's like, you are a good bounty hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Sage advice. Sage yep. advice. Solves all your problems. Right? Uh it works in Grand Theft Auto too, just by the way. Oh. Get your money back. Um terrible, but it does so- work. It is. So back to Isidore, who's on his way back to his apartment, having used two weeks advance pay to buy some fancy food, mm-hmm. and withdrawn a bottle of Chablis from his safe deposit box, Ooh. which he had promised to himself uh, if he ever met a girl. So, uh, brings it to Pris's apartment, Pris slash Rachel's apartment, uh, who lets him in, but she's like, all this stuff is going to be wasted on me. Which, you know, like what? robots don't taste very well, I guess. Um, well, she's trying to keep that secret, so... Right. He's like, she seems down. I know your problem. You don't have any friends. Like, well, I used to have friends, seven of them. But new now bounty hunters got them. Or Polakov and Luba and Garland. I'm like, uh-oh. Hey. Uh-oh. Um, so she explains to him what bounty hunters do. And he's like, well, what the hell? Like... Buster Friendly never told me about bounty hunters. Plus, Mercer doesn't <laughs> like killing. Like, all life is one, he says. Uh, she blank-facedly drinks some wine. Like, what's all that white stuff? He explains it's, I guess it's tofu. It's made from soybean whey. It used to be eaten with beef gravy, and I wish I had some. She's like, careful, buddy. That's yeah. That's slip off a, ro- a slip up a robot makes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's very uh, keyed mm-hmm. in to knowing what gives you away as a robot. Beef gravy. Yeah. Can't have beef gravy. That comes from animals. Uh, so delicious. <laughs> tofu and beef gravy. Um, 
She gives him a bit of backstory about life on Mars and uh, why the lawman is always beating up the wrong guy. That's from a song. Uh, <laughs> she says she decided to come back to Earth because it's so lonely. He's like, well, don't the androids keep you company? He's like, uh, the androids are lonely too, kid. Drugs only help so much, but the thing they really wanted, science fiction books. Mm. Which I yep. get a little bit. <laughs> Some self-promotion. <laughs> right. <laughs> Specifically written by Philip Kindness Dick. Kindred. <laughs> right. Uh, no, I did like the point she makes. Because like, in these stories, colonization actually worked. Mm. And space was a nice place to be. Yeah. There's like a big black market for books in the colonies. Uh, and even like, I don't know, rocket drops just full of books. People just go and get. Mm-hmm. Yep. Makes like it was serious dough that way. Like it was a loot llama in Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that reference. Good. <laughs> Good. Uh, so there's a knock at the door and it's Roy and Ir- Irmgard. Is that right? Ermagerd. Ermagerd? <laughs> That's how I kind of like. Ermagerd. 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 Irma. How about yeah, Irma? Yeah, Irma. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So she's like bravely sending John to open the door to make sure it's actually them, but upon seeing each other, there's tearful embraces and everyone comes in. There's a quick question if they can talk with John around. I'm like, yeah, he's pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to tell. Uh, and then some catching up to speed where they're walking through all of their friends who've been killed by bounty hunters. Now, they almost got the first one, but then another guy took over. So there's only the three of them left now. Um, and this whole time I'm still wondering, like, is that is that the same Rachel as before or what? But... Jump ahead, no. No. No, it wasn't. There's a lot of them. It's not. Yeah, there's a they're, lot. They're a line, a model. Yeah, the Rachel line. So, yeah. Uh, so anyway, they're like, "This is this is pretty much our last shot." Like, so let's hole up together. You, Chris, move in with John. Like, well, I'm not going to move in with a chicken head, which is not very nice. No, right? He got his best shibboleth for her, even if he doesn't have mental capacities. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not his fault he's been irradiated a little too much. Or that she doesn't have taste buds, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, woman. He's doing something nice. But, uh... Trying to cheer up, make a nice yeah. meal. Yeah. You know. Even got her some tofu. Right. Which, if you don't have taste buds, is the perfect person to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> so... Meat of the field. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I guess they decide the best bet is to stick together because the others went alone and now they're dead. So we can live with another human and might throw them off the scent. So that's basically where John figures it out. He's like, oh, you guys are robots. Well, okay, you can live with me. Uh, the guy, Roy, wires up some bugs between the apartments so they can hear everything going on in the two places. Plus, they set up a human detecting trap. Yep. Hooked up to a Penfield device, so if it ever goes off, there'll be a huge panic bomb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But only for humans. 
But luckily yep. for them, John doesn't have enough brain waves to set it off, so they have to have uh, a second right. human. He can feel the results, the effects of it, though, but it won't affect him as heavily. Right. I think. Yep. And they'll be there with him to help him? I don't remember. I think they said something like that. They don't probably don't care. They didn't care. Honestly, <laughs> they don't, but no. they would tell him otherwise. Yeah, he's like, man, I wish I could think like you guys, then I wouldn't be just a chicken hen. But they're like, but if you're an android, you would have turned us in by 10 a.m. tomorrow. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But Irma, Ermagerd, it's like, he understands because they don't treat him very well either, just like us. He's special. Yeah. There's also, you know, vague allusions here to what they had to do to get off of Mars, which I guess uh-huh. they had to murder some people. I don't know. I'm sure they had apparently to kill they... people. Well, apparently they do, like, take over people's lives or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of like he was, a, he was a laborer and then he became a pharmacist and then he... Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it was like a Buffalo Bill type of takeover, though. Like, I think killed him and then just started being Roy. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Not like wearing his skin to work every day or anything. No, no. Just I, took over his life. No, oh, I don't been, think so. Would have been kind of awesome. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Make it all uh, extra murdery. <laughs> yeah, so they put it all to a vote. Uh, Roy's like, we should kill this guy, and the ladies say no. So they decide to hold up there. Uh, and John is resigning himself to make their stay very pleasant, which is nice. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Rick has $3,000 of bounty burning a hole in his pocket. So, of course, he's at the animal market. Mm-hmm. Uh, thinking about buying some four real rabbits. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked the salesman being like, "You have how much? Oh, you don't want a rabbit. You want a goat, sir. A black Nubian female, which he he buys and then heads home immediately, feeling buyer's remorse, be, fearing that his wife is going to kill him. Yeah, but yeah, it's like man, I needed this though because of how I felt about the androids today. Yeah, and I guess what he's trying to say there is like I need to reset back to what I'm supposed to be doing, killing mm-hmm. androids and taking care of real animals. Yes, yes. Uh, I liked that scene where he first got home, and Ryan's like, he's like, "Come on up to the roof." She's like, "You bought an animal, didn't you? You motherfucker." Okay, well, this is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have gone with you to get it, but it's pretty cool. We don't need it's here. Yeah, we don't need that electric sheep anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And even the neighbors like, hey, wow, great. If your goat has babies and my horse has babies, we could trade. It's Mm -hmm. like it's like he brought home a whole new sleeve of pogs, and they're just like, (laughs) (laughs) you can have my Columbo pog if I can have your Alf pog. Right. Uh. Uh. But. Iran is adamant that they fuse with their empathy machine right away. They can share their good mood with everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, he tells her he had to get a goat just because he'd realized he started to empathize with robots. Uh, he's like, maybe I was depressed like you get. I guess I always thought you could just stop being depressed. And, nope. Nope. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't... I guess I didn't understand... That was a new facet of the the empathy thing that you could share happy moods with other people using it not just well, yeah it's it's like joining all of your minds together yeah and mm-hmm. experiencing the same thing at the same right. time yeah 
Hence that it's to show you you're not alone. Right. Yeah. I think. Even though you don't get individual stuff from it, like it's feeling that everyone's here. We're right. sharing this experience together. We'll throw a, a happy feeling about goats into the mix. Yeah. There you go. So yeah. if I'm feeling happy, it can never help everyone else feel happy. Yeah. It's nice. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very transcendentalist. Nice yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, after that, HQ calls him, and despite him protesting that he really needs to sleep, like, three robots in a day is a lot. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. They goad him into going after two more of the androids, because they won't expect you to move on them so fast. Yeah. So, he agrees, but before leaving, he has an impulse to take the empathy handles from his wife, and he has a brief exchange-slash-debate with Mercer, and that's where... The quote that you read, Chris, came in. Yes. Yeah. About, you know, the basic condition of life to be required to violate your own identity. Mm-hmm. Whoa, dude. I'm like, uh, I need to think about that more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Gets deep sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't didn't spend enough time reflecting on it to know if it's deep, deep, or it's like book deep, where it's like, this will it's... sound mystical enough. It's Philip K. Dick deep. That's yeah. all I can say. Like, right? There's always a level of depth there that you just kind of have to think more about, but you never do. So you need to take that away as homework. <laughs> yeah, it'll uh, it'll come to you later in t- in a few years or something. Yeah. Next time I buy a goat, I'll think back to this. <laughs> yes, um, exactly. But while he's hooked up to the machine, he takes a random stone to the ear before his wife disconnects him with blood trickling. And she's like, "Well, thanks for taking it." In my place. Yep. Mm -hmm. The power of suggestion. Yeah, I guess. Um, He sets off after mapping where the building that HQ is sending him to, somewhere off in the suburbs. Uh, He's thinking to himself, it's dark, I'm tired, I probably can't retire all these guys tonight. Too much has happened. I need help. So, Mm -hmm. he calls Rachel Rosen and asks her to fly down and help him. Mm-hmm. Like it's an hour flight, and I haven't had dinner. Uh-huh. <laughs> and doesn't seem to me you even want to go after all those androids tonight, right? Like, let's but not it has... do that then. Let's do something else. Yeah. Like the boss said, I have to do tonight. I'll probably die if I go along. Like you humans don't make any sense. Goodbye. He's like, all right, wait, no, come down. I heard a thing that men and androids can do today. Like, come down. <laughs> <laughs> Let's we'll just have it. fun together instead. <laughs> yes. Decide to meet up at the St. Francis Hotel. By the way, St. Francis is the patron state of animals and ecology. So. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Just throwing that, that in yeah, there. That, yeah, okay. Yep. Uh, so yes, he gets a room. Puts on Buster Friendly, I guess. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Reviews the poop sheet on Roy and Ermgird. Uh, this is where they talk about Roy Hedden being a pharmacist on Mars. Uh, mm-hmm. Or at least that was his cover. And he's like, well, do androids dream? Apparently they do, and they kill their employers and flee here. There you go. Yep. Uh, talk about how he'd used a fusion of drugs to try to simulate the Mercer experience in androids, but no luck. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Rachel busts in uh, remarking that she made great time 
like less than an hour and this is where i'm like but did she just come from across town like is this really (laughs) it's their super fast travel yeah i guess i guess because he was like it's only gonna take like an hour to get here yeah you should totally do it so they must have super fast like rocket planes or something i don't know yeah no they're they're hover cars are just cool they can just go quickly Yeah. yeah there's no traffic up there that's true I guess. There ain't that many people left. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's also true. Forget about that. The, Most people are gone. The dust speeds you. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she uh, brings with her a bottle of bourbon. Not the synthetic kind, like the real deal. Pre-war. Mm. Uh, yeah, good stuff. They drink, and she reviews the sheets of the last three androids, but is obviously shaken when she sees Chris's... And after some cajoling, she's like, all right, we're the same model, all right? It's going to be weird. Aside from the haircut, we look exactly alike. Mm-hmm. But it's a good thing you already knew about me. Otherwise, you might have been freaked out right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also a lot in between here where Rick is giving her the elevator eyes, which I'm just skipping past. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of weird. A little um, weird. But he kisses her dry android lips. No discernible response. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, you know how Rachel notes, you know how I feel toward Chris? Identification. Like, other, but for the grace of God, there goes I. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, she talks about how Eldon wanted her to follow him so he could study, she could study what makes him figure out the Nexus Sixes tell so the Nexus yeah. Sevens wouldn't have that and they could just keep doing that forever. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both remark that they're too drunk to go after all those androids anyway, while they're <laughs> like almost absentmindedly beginning to undress. Yeah. Uh, I like to be like, "Oh, hey, there's an emergency like thing in my purse. Go get it, will you?" Uh, so uh, the emergency thing is like a uh, pulse, I guess. That yeah. Will send androids into catalepsy shock for six seconds yep like also there's a laser in here like oh it's uh fake (laughs) (laughs) you know we androids can't have lasers it's fake which this whole time i'm envisioning like basically my old 1998 laser pointer that was the size of a pen (laughs) and it was a metal tube i'm like is that what we're dealing with people like yeah it's called like a laser tube so i'm like why not that works why not I was thinking of, like, uh, test tubes for some reason. Yeah. Like superheated test tubes. But I don't Who know knows. how they fire a laser. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, and so is this, like, an example of a reverse checkoff gun where they introduce a laser tube that is never used? <laughs> just, nope. I've got a gun. Just just FYI. It will yep. never mm-hmm. come back up again. Um, nope. Yep. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. They have that safety pulse. So that should be enough for you to make a move on Roy if you need it. Mm-hmm. Um, laying in bed musing about how androids... Bless you. Thanks. How androids can't have children. She's like, how does that feel, I wonder? I don't know. Um, I don't have them either. Like this weird pillow talk where she's like, you're about to sleep with a woman. Sorry, you're about... You're not about to go to bed with a woman. Like, don't be disappointed, okay? Like... Right, it's don't think about it too hard. Right. Yeah. Because if you do, yeah. you'll know that it's not real, and then you'll have performance issues. Yes. 
Um, and again, like we had fleshlights. I know. I'm like, and will right. we? I'm sure it'll feel just the same. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't think fine. he's gonna don't have worry. any problem at all. Like, yeah, either. <laughs> yeah, unless he's really thinking really hard about how it's illegal, and he's right. sort of a cop. Right. <laughs> but the other part, I don't think you'd have an issue with. Like, uh, I don't either. <laughs> there's a note here about exposing her cold loins. Ugh. <laughs> that sixties descriptions. Yeah. yeah, loins. Let's just say he needs a class in romance writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes me think of chicken cutlets, and that's not good. No. <laughs> no. I didn't think of any of that because I, my brain's like I know where we're going with this, so it's <laughs> yeah. fine. Lucky you, know. lucky you. Um, <laughs> so he's like, well, listen, like I'm still gonna go after Roy anyway after this, but I'm yeah. not sure I can get Chris. Uh, he's like, well, shit, I'll just kill her then. Like, just get in bed. He's like, really? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Great, now I can do it. Fantastic. <laughs> Unzips. Yep. Yep. Uh, after Two hours that, later, no. <laughs> <laughs> sometime later, they share a great luxury of room service coffee, mm-hmm. and Rachel has a shower. But he's still determined he's going to go after the last three tonight. So they get dressed and head to the cover on cover car on the roof. So she's like, "Well, would you do it again, like with an android?" Like, yeah. Well, if she looked like you, like, hey, do you love your wife? He's like, "Listen, lady, if you were actually alive, I'd marry you." Yep. Wow. Wow. That quick, only interact yeah. with her twice. Yep, she must be that good, or he's that lonely. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but he he realizes while they're headed off, like I don't know if I can kill any more androids. At least not after this. Yeah, mm-hmm. she notices it too. She's like, "Oh, good, you won't yeah. be killing us any ever again." Yeah, just like all the others. Yes. What the hell? That was <laughs> right. that was the thing that that yeah, I like. So How the, many times has this happened? So right. no, again, again, going back to going back to Phil Resch in the elevator, like uh-huh. his advice was like, "Oh, just sleep with him; it'll make it easier to kill him." <laughs> yeah, but apparently, apparently, apparently they've not. been going around sending android sex dolls to bounty hunters. Yeah, uh-huh. and it works on all of them. They're like, "I right. can never kill another android." Right, and that way all you of can them keep the androids coming to Earth and shit. <laughs> yeah, like they can't finish the lists. But she even says she slept with that guy, and he totally killed him. I know. People. So what? That hell? was weird too. And it's still Deckard was like, "Wait, you slept with Phil Resch? Yeah. What the fuck? Right. <laughs> she might like, as yeah, well have huh? said she slept with Phil Lundberg. Like, totally. <laughs> it's like, well, I'll kill you right now. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, fine. Here, shoot me right in the back of the head. Yep. So I won't know. And It'll be pretty. He, he tries, puts the laser to her head, and just can't do it. She's like, see, you're yep. all the same. You're yep. done killing androids. Now put on Buster Friendly. He's got a very important announcement. Yep. <laughs> I liked Rick being like, this really is the oldest trick in the book, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Oldest profession and oldest trick. Didn't they include in there, too, that she knew all the androids who came that he's hunting down? Uh... I don't recall or at that. least knew of them. I thought that well, came I mean, up at some point too. I mean, she knew that he was looking for them, but she at least seemed surprised she when she saw the them. last three sheets. But I guess he didn't have well, that, that could be. dossier I when he went to see her before. 
she knew them, and that was part of why they did all the stuff of why she sleeps with bounty hunters too. And but I could be remembering wrong or misinterpreting. Yep. I don't know. Maybe she just really likes it. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> the thrill of it all. Yeah. Her cold loins are sated. Um, mm. Meanwhile, Chris is ordering John to bring the TV up, also wanting very much to hear Buster's announcement. It's like an ironic, ironic turn where the androids are making John uh-huh. do all their labor. He's happy yeah. just to feel wanted, you know? Yeah. And they're treating him like shit. <laughs> Like, right. shut up, you. Stand over there. Basically treating him like a talking Roomba. Because they don't have empathy, man. They don't. But on his last trip up, he discovers crawling in the dust a spider, which he dutifully yep. puts into, like, a prescription bottle and brings with him. Mm-hmm. A little jar. Yeah, a little yeah. thing. Some holes poked in it. Yep. Yeah. With a leaf. Which apparently people carry around with them, from what he yeah. thinks. <laughs> to save the animals when they find them. Hey, because it's you, a big You blessing. get a couple of bucks for that. Yeah. And it's important to mercerism, you know, yeah. preserving and caring for life. You get uh, eternal brownie points. You do. save an animal. It's like a blessing. Right. Yeah. Um, so the androids are sitting with rapt attention for Buster's expose. But Chris mm-hmm. notices the spider and takes it from him. Like, why do these things need eight legs anyway? I bet they could get by with four. And to his horror, she takes, like, the uh, cuticle nails, or cuticle mm-hmm. scissors, yep. starts cutting off legs. Yeah. This living thing snip. that oh, Mercer's decreed he should protect just snips yeah. off legs. Um, just like, isn't this fun? <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> his nope. door is like, no, this is not fun. Like, She's this like, is terrible. What are you doing? Horror struck. Uh, so Buster Friendly's expose comes on. And they all listen, and they're like, uh, for the robots, it's like their team is about to win the World Series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And John is more and more horrified. They're like, listen, we looked at the videos of Mercer, and the backdrop's a painting. What? A painting, you say? Painting. You can the see place, the brush strokes. Right. The place he's traversing, it's not even terrain, it's artificial. Plus, the rocks oh. are fake. And oh. Mercer's even played by this guy, Al Jari. Some whiskey drinking actor found. who made a series of films as a student for a benefactor who was never named or met. Like it's all yeah. a swindle. Oh my god. And if this was the what wrong type of person, he could be interplanetary Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Roy's like, fuck yes. Boom. He said it. Yep, we win. Chris is Their like, world is shattered. This four legged spider won't walk anymore. It's like, well, it will if I put this match behind it, and that's what seems to break John. It's mm-hmm. fucking terrible. Grabs the spider and drowns it in the sink to end its misery. Yeah. And he has a kind of break with reality where he's watching all the kipple claim everything. Yep. Yeah. His chairs crumble and his cups crack and collapse. He's like, I'm going to be down here a long time because I don't even have Mercer this time. But all the same, in his desolation, he does in fact meet Mercer. He's like, what the hell, bro? Is the sky paintings? He's like, yep. It is. But you'd have to have a distant gaze of an android to have noticed it. Mm -hmm. And everything Buster said is true, and it really was a good expose he made. But like we said earlier, they'll have trouble understanding why nothing changes. Mm Yeah. Because you're still here, and so am I. And hands him a restored spider. 
Yep. And as he's snapping out of that alarm sound, and Roy announces that there's a bounty hunter here. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. The androids push John out the door like, tell him we ain't here, man. Right. <laughs> just, no one's here, just you. Yeah. He uh, walks down the empty hall to a an outside garden terrace where he deposits his maybe new spider. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure if that's a real thing. Um, Who even watches, knows? Watches as it right. wanders off to feed, find a safe leaf. Does it matter at this point? No. Probably not. Um, then know. a flashlight's in his face, and the bounty hunter's asking if he knows he could have gotten over $100 for that spider. <laughs> and this is one of my favorite ways to know exactly who this is. Like, <laughs> Listen, buddy, you could have boxed that off right away. So yeah, Rick is showing him his ID and asking John to tell him where the androids are. He's like, but if you kill them, you won't fuse with Mercer again. So we kind of switch over to Rick. He's realizing, oh, this is just a chicken head. And he's not going to be any help. So he sets off into the building on his own, still thinking to himself he could go back and get that spider. <laughs> could be mine. Yep. <laughs> he uses some kind of an electric snout thing to scan the building. Yeah. Finds himself face-to-face with Mercer again, like, warning him where the robots are. There's two in the apartment, and the hard one's right behind you. So... Yep. Turns around real quick, and for a split second, he's like, what the hell, Rachel? Oh, like, lowers Rachel. his legs, like, go back to Seattle already. But ironically, as she's opening her arms and moving towards him, he's like, wait a minute. That's not her. Uh, he thinks to himself, they can send in all the robot clones they want, because they're all still Rachel to me, and fucking blows her up. <laughs> yep. And only then does he see the laser tube rolling to behind the stairs. Or yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's it's like the because if she had just slept with him and went away, he probably would never have killed an android again. But because he was jealous, she'd slept with other people. He's like, "Fuck androids!" Killed. I don't know. Him. I don't know. At least that's how I read it. Because they're all going to look like Rachel, so he can kill all of them. But he couldn't. That's why he didn't want to kill her. Yeah, well, that's why he, was he hesitated, and that's and it why was... Mercer kind of merge merges with him, and it's yes. real quick for him, mm. and then it's no big deal anymore. Yes, mm. that must be the thing I'm missing. Uh, so I thought it was interesting beforehand. He's like, I won't be able to kill Pris because she looks like Rachel, and then he right. kills she... her right away because she looks like Rachel. But because Mercer was with him, Mercer was like, yes. "Listen, buddy, that's the hard one. Do it." Yeah, the hard one's done now, so now it's not a problem. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, after that, it's all so simple. He's like, I can do the rest of them. And he does. So he finds the apartment, and he's like, hey, it's me, that one guy. Yeah. Doing my, <laughs> like, my best J.R. Isidore in term, in term it's like, impression. It's like, well, okay, let... Oh, shit, it's a cop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't kill me. I have to, sorry. You have to test us first. You have to test us first, but then Roy shoots Damn. a gun off, and he's like, not anymore. Yep, that's where you fucked up. Sorry. They're like, why didn't Chris get you? And he's like, there is no Chris, only Zool. (laughs) (laughs) So he dispatches the last two without much more than some cries of anguish. Yeah, I I expect a little more of that fight with Batty. Yeah, Yeah. with Roy at least, and I was disappointed. I think I think I think probably part of that comes from having seen the movie before. Yes, this is Uh, the truth. 
Well, don't so tell. So there me. you go. Don't spoil. Yeah. I just expected a little more development at the end. But we've talked about it too. Like I yeah. thought there'd be a little more development at the end with this kind of important yeah hunting yeah. fight, and it wasn't as much as I thought there would be. Right, but and that's like, okay. Like the trap they laid didn't go off, and is that because he didn't have to go all the way in the apartment? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just he so, got yeah. them both from outside the door. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, it's like a reverse checkoff gun. I'm like, didn't even matter. Yep. Yeah. Set of all that up, and nothing happened with it. But yep. Um. Yes. So Rick calls it in and makes to head home. He's like, Mister Isidore, you know robots are pretty dumb. They couldn't even tell us apart. <laughs> right. Uh. So he heads back home, and Iran meets him with some grim news that his goat has died. Mm. No, it's been killed by some young girl who looks exactly like Rachel. Oh, shit. Wearing her clothes. Well, seems to have almost expected that. Yeah. Uh, She's like, plus the TV says Mercer is fake? Do you think that's true? And he's like, everything is true. Right. (laughs) Everything that's been said is true. Yep. And thought. Yep. Done. Uh, nothing is true. Everything is permitted. I thought was the thing, but <laughs> so there's a twist on that. Anyway, so he leaves again, thinking of how he will die, and that uh, maybe it's time to go up north, where he could see the stars again. Mm-hmm. So, uh, flies off to the middle of nowhere, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh, tries to call the the other old bounty hunter guy, but not receiving calls in the hospital. Right. Plus, it's like cold in his car, so he gets out and walks. He has a kind of fugue state. He's just kind of walking up a hill and realizes at the last minute he's a step away from an edge somewhere. And also realizes he's recreating Mercer's climb up the mountain. Yeah. Complete mm-hmm. with random stones hitting him in the face. Yeah. yeah. And so he gets the fuck out. Like, he runs back down the mountain and calls his secretary. Uh, he's like, who informs him his wife has been terribly worried. But his boss is putting him up for a commendation. And also, he looks like absolute hell. <laughs> Throw that in for good measure. Yeah. Uh, so he ponders his real-life fusion with Mercer. Uh, oh, yeah. And his penalty of losing a goat for having slept with an android lady, which is against the rules, you know. So he had to pay with his goat. Um <laughs> sleeping with a harlot and then losing your goat. But, you know, mm. I'll leave it for smarter people to make that. There you go. <laughs> uh, so he's just about to call his wife when he notices something in the dirt. An animal. Oh, it's an animal to his great shock. And it's a toad. Uh, which is currently listed as extinct. So even though... Or, sorry. Currently listed as extinct. And he recalls that there's like a million dollar stipend for finding an extinct animal. Mm-hmm. And a UN honor. Yeah. So, finds a box, carefully puts the toad inside, and uh, remarks to himself he feels just like a kid again, and decides to make it a surprise for his wife. And re-energized, he flies home. Uh, back at home, his wife remarks also that he looks like a kid who's been playing outside all day and needs to wash up. Yeah. Um, hands her the box. She studies the toad, afraid it might jump out of her hands. Like, no, dear, that's frogs. Toad's legs are too weak for that. She inspects more to find that it's in fact an electric toad. It's like, oh, Aww. well, unfortunately, I'm glad to know what else was it doing out there. Being Good a question. toad, man, hopping around. 
But why was it all the way out in Oregon when it should be like somebody's pet? Which Ganley's eating like is synthetic life slowly being released or taking yeah. over? Yeah. It's like Earth that episode of The Simpsons. what can survive in that environment? You know? Yeah. With the bullfrog they bring to Australia. It's an invasive species and it's taking over Oregon now. Cane toad. Cane toad, There's yeah. nothing to keep it from doing that. I mean... I'd have called it a Chazwaga. Right <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's like, well, I guess I'm glad to know that. And that's when it really seems to hit him that his adventure is finally over and he really needs to rest. Yep. He needs to Iran, sleep really bad. Iran suggests she dials him up an emotion of... Oh, I'm sorry, an emotion on the pen field of a long-deserved peace. As he's walking <laughs> off to bed, she realizes that's not necessary. And as our story closes, she's calling the electric vet, inquiring about electric flies for their new pet. Mm-hmm. The end. The yeah. end. So do you need to buy electric flies for a frog? That's uh, Apparently. Do you think people are going to be around your electric frog often enough? They're like, what the fuck? This frog doesn't eat flies. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's to kind of just create that whole illusion that it is alive. Even yeah. For yourself. Yeah. To make it the act of caring for it more authentic. I guess. How so. do you get the flies back? Beliefs. You have to keep buying more <laughs> flies? I think you do. They I don't have no just idea. have a compartment on the bottom you open up? Who knows? <laughs> you should have kept going a bit and talked about how she emptied out its fly trap or something. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> what if they got away? Would they just annoy you all the rest of your life in your apartment? Do they have electric fly tape? <laughs> Probably the battery just runs out eventually. I guess so. You know? Yes. And at that point, does it even matter? I guess that's really the whole thesis of the book, is if everyone's so... If all of the electric life is so convincing, does it really even matter anymore? I'm to the yeah. point where like, yeah, no, they're getting to the point where it doesn't really matter, these distinctions. Right. It's all getting really hard to tell apart from real living things yeah. anyway. So at that point, what's the difference other than a lifespan? Like, Right. It's basically the same. If a robot cat has disease circuits, so if it gets sick, it just looks like it gets sick and dies. Yeah. I'm sorry, if it breaks, it looks like it gets sick and dies. What's the difference? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. So not much difference. Once again, I expected there to be a last thing other than just, well, that wasn't even a real toad. I'm like, okay. (laughs) That kind of sucks. Expected to be like she thought about punching him with emotion, but he's a robot, and so it wouldn't work. Nope. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Nope. Last thing. He's super tired after all he's been doing, and hasn't really had a chance to rest in a few days. Yeah, or something where he tried to use like uh, Rachel's emergency pulse thing, and everyone collapsed because everyone's a robot. Right. Nope. Oh my <laughs> god. Nope. Guess not. <laughs> anyway. So that's that's the end. Yeah, that's the end. Any uh, final thoughts? Definitely glad I can say I've read it. Yeah, yeah. It's been on my list for years, and you know, just never get around to it. And now I did, and I'm like, now cool. you did. Yeah, you did, motherfucker. I'm very glad I've read this one. I can tell people about it. Yeah. What do you think, other Chris? Yeah, I would say the same thing. Uh, yeah. It's. It's it's definitely worth reading. If you yeah. haven't read it, check it out. Yeah. I'll agree. I would recommend it to people, too. And I'll probably reread it at some point, but... Yeah. Uh, 
I'm interested to to dive into some of his other stuff too. Yeah. See if it's mm-hmm. just as fucky. Yeah. You, know. you never know. Whichever one Total Recall is based on. Yep. We'll that's remember that for you wholesale, you wholesale is what it's called. Oh, yeah. that's right. <laughs> this one of his short stories, right? I think it's one of the short I stories. I think it is. Yeah. You can always do Man in the High Castle. Yep. And then I can watch that too. Yep. Yep. Uh, gosh, what else? There's a whole bunch. Yeah. Isn't Minority Report one of his too? Yes. Well, I don't know if it was called that, but it was at least loosely inspired by it. Yeah. Because I remember when that movie came out, I never got it, but I used to see it at Barnes & Noble. They yeah. put out an edition that was printed up to look like a cop's uh, notebook. Yeah. So it mm. flipped over from the top. Oh. And you could read it that way. And I never. I wish I'd gotten <laughs> it like 20 fucking years ago now. But <laughs> Fancy. put that out for that. It was pretty cool. There's it's... a whole bunch of movies and stuff that have been based off his books and short stories. Yep. I think we talked about that before. We sure did. Yeah. <laughs> so many potential for the future. Yeah. And once people don't know, I think at one time I was reading one of his where... Um, I think it was one of his. I can't remember. Yeah. But people came like came back from the dead. And it was mm. following this one guy who, who was just running a shop again. But it's based <laughs> on, like, when you started coming back was based on how recently you had died. Yeah. So, like, the... the, the the closest dead people came back like first uh-huh. and it went on from there and then he just kind of like started living like life again based on like how long you lived or something I can't remember but it was interesting Weird. we only got like halfway through it and it was like 15 <laughs> years ago so I don't remember much about it but this it guy so... ran like a video shop yeah. he'd been dead for like 15 years because <laughs> I started this time gap it's like yeah. my ex-wife was still alive but she didn't really want anything to do with me <laughs> and he ended up hanging out with this one guy who like just came back who'd been dead for like 200 years yeah, so, <laughs> stuff like that. Weird. But some like field got reversed on mm. the planet, so all the dead people started coming. Like the reason it took you longer to come back was based on how long you, how much of you had decomposed and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So it's like this field caused you to come back and then be alive again and come out. And yeah, I think it went backwards then time and like your lifespan. You get younger. I can't remember now, but mm. it was a trip. It was for really everyone. Cool. Everyone, Benjamin buttoned. Yeah, if you died, yeah. I think. Hmm. But it's going to cause problems in the future with, like, birth rates and other things, too. Yeah. So. Sadly, they never made to... a movie on that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be interested to read some short stories because he he did a really good job, I think, of presenting just enough of an idea mm-hmm. that you could grab a hold of it and think about it, but didn't, right. like, run it into the ground. Yeah. Right. Same thing with his world building, I thought. Like, there's plenty of stuff going on in this book that you'd be like, oh, that's kind of interesting to think about. Yeah. But you didn't have to learn everything that happened in World War Terminus or... Right. <laughs> right. Where Mercy an illusion. came from. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or what exactly is happening in all the colonies. You kind of think about it, but... Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's nice. According to some xenomorphs, but, you know, we don't know if yeah, that's well, for sure. Yeah, well, you know... <laughs> In the movie universe, there is. Yes, that's supposed yeah. to be connected, but not necessarily the book one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was it the Nostromo or something is referenced on there, or just the corporation? I think the corporation, <laughs> they one of the flybys, there's like a sign. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's more linked through the androids. Gotcha. 
having them available, like Bishop and all the others. And yeah. There's still supposed to be some of those lines. Bilbo. Yeah. Yep. Robot Bilbo. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Well, gents, our homework then is to watch this movie. Yay. Mm-hmm. Some of us for the very first time. Oh. Which version have we settled on? The definitive director, uh, whatever the fuck it's called? Yeah, I think it was the final director's cut, if you can find yes, it. that's the one. The one that's on, like, Amazon I, or something? I want to say it just came out on some streaming service after I bought it. Oh, yeah, it showed up on Am- uh, HBO Max. HBO okay. Max has that's it. That's what I thought. Yeah. Oh, cool. I knew yep. I'd seen it somewhere. I don't so, have to dig out my Blu-ray, then. Don't even have to. I'm not... I right. don't even have to open my Blu-ray. <laughs> you could just sell it back if you want. Take a picture with the book and sell it back to Am- Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> They'll give you two dollars for it. Yeah. Daryl Hannah is Pris. What? Yes. Yes. Yes, she is. Indeed. And Rutger Howard is Roy Batty. Rutger yeah. Howard. And of course, Han Solo is in it. Edward James Almos. Yep. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. It's a who's who. It is. Exactly. It's his most <laughs> famous early role. Wow. Yeah. And I wasn't even born yet when this came out. Nope. That's how you know it's old. Just barely. <laughs> <laughs> Just barely. Hey, there's not as many movies anymore where I can say that, so I gotta call it out when I can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. You guys yeah. have anything else that is good? No, I'll be getting back to Gilgamesh a little bit. Yeah. Um, now that I'm not trying to read this book. <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> my senses of doing things will be a little bit better. Yes. I don't know. We're getting to June. We'll see. Do yeah. things. But it's getting nice out, at least weather-wise. That's nice. When I, when I do go outside, I'm like, oh, it's comfortable. Yeah. Warm <laughs> Makes you feel a little better. Yeah. Well, that's does it, good. Does it get super hot there? No hotter than St. Louis. Yeah. It's really about the same climate, except it's not as cold in the winter. Right. Mm-hmm. Outside of crazy times when we lose power. But is it super humid like St. Louis? No, not as humid. Okay. Oh, well, that's nice. It yeah. is. We benefit from... Like, it gets warm. It is some humidity, but it's not as humid... Because being on the side of the mountains we're on, yeah, there's still some air and shit that blows up and like up from the south. Mm-hmm. It kind of keeps that moving and stuff that want to go down to the coast too. So yeah. it keeps the humidity down from here. It's just from St. Louis, but we still get it. But it's not as bad. Yeah, and we still it's still like 95 for three months. You know, right? But it's pretty similar. I was surprised. It the climate's pretty similar, except uh-huh. for the winters. Outside of kind of unusual cold spells, it's usually not any colder. Right. Or a high that's like 40 in the winter. So it'll get down like below freezing at night, but it's not like yeah. 32 for two months or something, you know, 25. Yeah. So. Well, I never really appreciated a- how miserable the humidity in St. Louis was until I moved away. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And I tell yeah. people here in Texas, it's like, the first summer I was here, I was like, this is not bad at all. It's like 100 degrees, but I feel comfortable. Right. Because right. it's and, not with, you're not swimming through the air. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then I went back 
the next summer because Daniel's friend got married. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, we all went out to lunch afterward. And I was like, did I have to come on the hottest day of the year? <laughs> and Mike was like, it is 80 degrees outside. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> Whereas 80 here, it. it's been 80. Yeah. And it's like, it's a little warm, but it's pleasant still. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's none of that soup you have to cut through. Yeah. Yeah. Which like I don't even I, think about until I don't live there, and I haven't had that for a couple summers now. And I'm like, oh right. yeah, that's what it does there. Yeah, there yeah. really is a thing to it being a dry heat. Yes, there is. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and not being surrounded by two different rivers. Yes. <laughs> I remember when we visited you five years ago this summer. Uh-huh. Like, sure, it was hot, but yeah, I could still walk around that park down that we went to downtown. I'm like, it's hot, but it's not terrible. <laughs> Yeah. Like, as long as, as you're if, in, if a breeze comes up, it's fine. If you're in you the know. sun, it's miserable, but... Yeah, but that's just, just some shade. shade. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Like, I could deal with it. I wouldn't want to be... Have to live in it. Like, outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so. having some shade and some AC, perfectly good. Yeah. So you're hoping to hear about more wild men getting tamed by sex, huh? I think that was a one-time deal. Oh, okay. They're going on a... <laughs> On an adventure now to go to to Lebanon to kill something still, and there'll <laughs> some, be some more adventures I hear. So something? I'm curious to see what they do. Yeah, you know, and then some parties. Yeah, sweet parties. Yeah. Sweet sweet parties. I like to party. <laughs> I also like to party. <laughs> <laughs> cool beans. Um, other Chris, do you have anything? Yeah, so I guess, I, I don't know, it ties into the dry heat thing. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> we've been watching a show called Hacks. Oh, on yeah. On HBO. With, uh, what's her name? Jean Smart? Yes. I love Jean Smart. Yeah. And she's great in this. Nice. Uh, but, but, yeah, it's about uh, a young comedy writer who gets fired from her TV show job. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, I think probably because she made an insensitive tweet or something. Yeah. You know, so she's basically mm-hmm. like, like blackballed. Yeah. Like she, she can't get any work right. and her agent finds her like, uh, essentially a, a job as, as an assistant slash joke writer for this woman who's, who's like, uh, uh, like, like from the golden age of comedy i guess and yeah. and has a las vegas uh residency and like right you know does does like seven shows a week or whatever oh yeah mm-hmm. okay and it's it's basically about uh them and their relationship and they like gotcha. uh, rip into each other all the time and are nice. like yeah it's yeah. it's interesting it's one of the few HBO Max shows. I'm like, I definitely need to watch this when I have. Yeah, a you should. Yeah. Cool. 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 Um. So I've got a, a couple of things that I wanted to bring up. So I watched Wolfwalkers on Apple Plus. Okay. Because it was nominated for best animated picture this year. Oh yeah. Uh, it's very. It's from the same people that did Book of Kells. Oh, um, okay. And it's I know that one. Kind of in the vein of Princess Mononoke where there's 
some people living in a town, and outside mm-hmm. of town there are wolves. Mm-hmm. Like a girl who can control the wolves. There's a uh, wolf walking that goes on between them, but I was glad to see it wasn't just a remake of Princess Mononoke. It kind of went a different way. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I really liked the animation style in there. Um, they do something which Miyazaki is good at doing too, which is changing the character design to show you how the character is changing. Uh huh. Like when you're in town, everything's very square. And you see it hmm. kind of from an RPG isometric view. Yeah. But when they get out in the woods, it's more curvy and natural. Uh-huh. And the characters become more sketch-like. And I appreciate yeah. that. Um, so if you've got the Apple Plus, that's worth watching. Um, I also started reading uh, Live and Let Die. And I bring that up because like, if you're going to go through the Bond catalog, you can skip that one like it's okay very <laughs> troublesome like yeah. uh, there's a lot of hard r n words in there and <laughs> a lot of very dated descriptions of you know black people okay. yeah and the not so lightly implied thought that they're all working together at all times for mm-hmm. various, yeah so skip that watch the movie <laughs> good to know only watch the movie for that one skip that one um, yeah also i just finished up invincible mm-hmm. on uh amazon prime video mm-hmm. which was really I've good only seen part of that but yeah i've seen the end so i know how it ends yeah so yeah. i need to it's, watch the rest of it it's kind of a superhero show in the vein of like the boys i guess mm-hmm. or it's kind of like Watchmen plus The Tick. Like, okay. <laughs> it is kind of focused around what a realistic reaction would be to superheroes actually existing. Yeah. Know, but not nearly as dire like or depressing most of the time. Like It's got some humor <laughs> built into it. Um, so it won't be spoiling too much since this happens in the first episode, but it's like... Uh, they have Omni-Man, which is their version of Superman. And they have the other people in the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're off doing superhero stuff. And Omni-Man's son starts developing superpowers also. So he's doing the dad thing and training him up. But at the end of that episode, like right after you think the show is over, they show him breaking into the Hall of Justice and murdering everybody. Whoa. Like super yep. violently. Like yeah. in, in such a way that I yeah. did not feel good. Like <laughs> right. it's very graphic for very something animated. Very graphic. So the the rest of the season, you know, focuses around him learning how to be a superhero and how that works in their world. Well, mm-hmm. they're sort of trying to figure out why that all happened, mm. but it's basically just a lot of tension. We're like, so is there a reason for that? Is he going to pop off and murder everybody soon or what's going to happen? Like, yeah. But anyway, the vocal cast is amazing. It's like, uh, mm-hmm. Stephen Young and JK Simmons and Sandra O oh and, uh, Jason Manzukis and Ray Delisle, who's mm. doesn't go by that name anymore. Cause she's remarried, but I don't remember what it is. Uh, and Zachary Quinto and just, Everybody's really good. Mm-hmm. Nice. And like I said, it's super brutal, but also funny at times. 
Like, I appreciated him trying to save a lady at one point, uh, but going too quickly and snapping all of her bones, like, <laughs> accidentally yeah. breaking her Oops. leg. Like, yeah, you gotta Oopsies. count for inertia, buddy. But Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. and uh, Jillian Jacobs mm-hmm. yeah. playing uh, kind of like a Dr. Manhattan analog, I guess. Yeah. She can reshape reality. And it took me like five episodes to know her name is Atom Eve. Yes. Not Adam Eve. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, really interesting. Oh, her little design makes sense now. Yeah, it's an atom. Yep. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, it's funny and worth a watch, but be ready because it does not pull any punches. Okay. Mm. Especially because the guy's main power apparently is getting the shit kicked out of him. Like, <laughs> happens at least once an episode. Like yeah. Getting beaten to a bloody pulp. Oof. But he comes back, so it's okay. <laughs> Resilient, then. Yeah. It's inspired me to go try to find the books and read them now, but... Mm-hmm. Anyway. That's a what I got. Alright. Cool. Cool. Also, I'll note that Amazon Video has the best thing for me, which is a feature called X-Ray. Oh, yeah. Where if you're watching it, you can pause it and be like, here's who you think this actor is. Right. Like, oh. Here's who's on the screen right now. You don't have yeah. to go to IMDb. Like, yeah. thank you. That <laughs> <laughs> well, is a good feature there. Yeah, I, I did it non- nonstop. I'm like, that guy sounds familiar. Like, oh, it is Seth Rogen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was correct. I heard. I, I don't know who I thought it was, but. <laughs> yes. I felt smarter because I could do that. okay that was our session for today your homework for next time is to watch the movie Blade Runner we'll be discussing the final cut version of the film which is streaming right now on HBO Max and it seems to be the copy that's available if you try to buy it from say Amazon or as always check your local libraries they are really neat and they have stuff you want for free for free everybody one quick on second thought to close today Gray Delisle now goes by Gray Griffin. She's an amazing voice actor, and shame on me for not remembering her name in the recording. Longtime listeners will recognize this as a failure of my memory, and no disrespect meant. Today's episode was collected in a big jug of emotions and mixed around by Chris Chris Ham, Chris Other Chris Jacobson, was edited by me, Travis Rowe, and was sponsored by no one in particular. Until next time, keep fucking reading. company invited me to attend an event hosted by candace parker candace park okay money person that sounds right oh wait she's a wnba star as well interesting she's one of the people who owns one of them i don't know
So that's why Capital One cafes are teaming up with WNBA star Candace Parker for a conversation on money and values. Chef and philanthropist Eric Berger-Yang, a holistic health coach, Koya Webb, will join Candace <laughs> to offer their unique perspectives. Don't miss this premiere of a new virtual event series about money, life, relationships, and how they're all interconnected, brought to you by Capital One Cafes. I would oh. have swiped that email away immediately. <laughs> well, just say I would not have read that. Free virtual events. <laughs> nope. Hosted by Candace Parker. I'm nope. Like, Candace Parker. Not doing it. 